Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. Today we are discussing We Can Work It Out by the Beatles, which is kind of a big song, just in the history of rock and roll. Um, mostly because it was the first double uh, A-sided single in England. And they didn't have to release it as a double A-sided single in America. They did, but... Um, in America, B-sides could chart as well. But this is the first song that was ever, or the first single that was ever marketed as a double A-side. Uh, we Can Work It Out was released December 3rd, 1965, alongside Day Tripper. And this was a, a contentious battle when they, when it came time to promote Rubber Soul, Um over whether we can work it out or day tripper should be the, the single because John argued that the band should be focused on their more rock song, you know, the more rock sounding songs uh, for singles instead of the lighter poppier stuff. And I think he was maybe afraid of uh, losing some of that rock credibility that they had. You know, if you put out a few songs in a row that are kind of on the poppier side, then now you're a pop act. And he was probably trying to avoid that. It didn't hurt that Day Tripper was also his song, so he felt a little bit strongly about it. Um, and then the, the other guys thought that We Can Work It Out was a little bit more commercial and would make more money. Ultimately, the rest of the band was right. Um, we Can Work It Out topped the charts. Day Tripper did not. It peaked at number five in America. Um, we Can Work It Out sold more. It was played more often and it's sold more um, when they track point of sale requests and stuff. We Can Work It Out was requested more than Day Tripper. So it was a good move um, to do the double A. I think had they released Day Tripper as the A side, it would have gone to number one too. You can't really, you can't really know for sure, but had it not had to compete with another quality song or you know another song of Beatles quality, um, it probably would have peaked higher than number five. But that's it. It's the first double A side. Um, Paul wrote the verse and the chorus, and John wrote the bridge. And by this point in the Beatles' careers, Lennon and McCartney are not actively songwriting partnership anymore. You know, they would come in... Paul could come in with an almost finished song and John would add a, a middle eight or vice versa, or they would tweak lyrics, or maybe John was missing a final verse and Paul would contribute a final verse, but they weren't really sitting down and writing songs together like they were. This song is one of the few instances where it's a true Lennon and McCartney original with Lennon and McCartney both singing their own parts. And um, they would repeat this, A Day in the Life does it, um, I've Got a Feeling does it, where the part that they contributed to the song is sung by the songwriter, which is cool. So Paul wrote the verse and the chorus, John wrote the bridge, and then George wrote the little um, transition to 3-4, and I use that in quotes because they don't actually transition into 3-4. But at the end of... John's part when they do the right um, 
that little bit on the on the three four was contributed by George. So this really was a band arrangement. Um, so talking about that transition, so we've got Paul. I think um, people often say Paul's lyrics in this are bright and sunny, and John's are dark and foreboding, and uh, and that was the perfect metaphor for their songwriting abilities but then if you really look at the words uh paul's are not super optimistic try to see it my way do i have to keep on talking till we can't go on while you see it your way run the risk of knowing that your love may soon be gone he's basically saying it's my way or the highway. I'm going to split whatever they're fighting about. I'm taking off if you don't agree with me on this. And so instead of it being the more optimistic lyric that some people claim it to be or that people associate with Paul, it's actually more like um, the lyrics for... Uh, I'm totally blanking on the title from Sergeant Pepper, where he's talking about, you know, I, I beat my woman and kept her apart from the things that she loved and things like that. Um, so there's this dark side to, to Paul's lyrics. And then you get to John's and um, life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friends. I've always thought that it's a crime, so I will ask you once again. So in this scenario, Paul is being an unreasonable boyfriend or husband or whatever. And he's trying to win this argument by saying, you either need to see things my way or I'm walking out that door and we're done. And John here is the peacemaker. Guys, life's too short. Obladi oh, blada, man. Right? It's 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 actually uh, the opposite of what these two guys are known for. But because Paul's kind of uh, misogynistic lyrics are on top of a happy melody um, in the key of D major, and John's optimistic peace love, uh, we can work it out lyrics are in the dour B minor. It gives the illusion that they are singing the opposite of what they're actually saying. And that's kind of cool. So we get life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting my friends. And then we get that descending bass line that I told you about. It's just on the B minor chord. Um, where you've got the harmonium coming down uh, B to A to G to F sharp on top of, in, in half notes. So if we're, if our tempo is here, one, two, three, uh, the bass uh, is, is coming down. Bass and harmonium are going, wait. Okay, and just in half notes. One, 
Oops, I'm sorry, I played that wrong note. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. That's it. But what the rest of the band is doing, and the vocals for that matter, are quarter note triplets, which means that in the course of two beats or the half note, instead of fitting two quarter notes, which would be normal, we're fitting, we're squeezing in three. So while the bass and harmonium are doing one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, the rest of the band's going uh, one, two, three, four, one, two. So you've got this, um, it feels like they're moving into three, four, but they're not really because if they were doing three, four, the song would go, life is very short and there's no time for fussing and fighting, my friends. One, two, three, I have always, but because they're doing the triplets, um, it squeezes basic like four bars of three into two measures. And that's where you get that feel. So it's, it's almost a hemiola. I, I could make the argument that it is, which is when you have um, time signatures on top of each other kind. Of, and so you've got, um, I shouldn't have brought this up. Uh, so you've got two time signatures going on at the same time basically in the very layman's most layman's of terms um so i can make the argument either way but that's a cool little thing it adds to the tension it's a great transition piece from john's lyrics back into paul's and it also allows them to um get back into the regular key so that's we can work it out this is um oh and i forgot to mention the the long sustaining notes that we've got throughout the song are played on a harmonium, which is a um, it's a type of pump reed organ. So that's where you get it's why it kind of sounds like a woodwind kind of uh, tonality because it is running through reeds like a harmonica would or clarinet for that matter. So that's that, and then you pump it with your feet to push air through the reeds. So that's what that is. You hear. Um, a few times on Beatles records, I think this was probably the first time, but you hear it throughout the rest of the catalog. It pops up here and there. This has never been one of my favorite songs. I'm more of a day tripper guy myself, but it is a good song with some good songwriting and um, some really good lyrics from both John and Paul. So as always, you can go listen to this um, on the playlist we have on Spotify, which you can find. Uh, if you don't, if you can't find it on Hero on uh, Spotify, you can go directly to it at HeroHabit.com under the Podcasts tab, and you will be able to find the Spotify playlist for the Kinks and Beats daily music, as well as the weekly recaps and links to other articles we've written about the band. Give me an email, Kinks and Beats at HeroHabit.com, or call me at nine two five four nine four one seven three nine. And I would love to be able to share your thoughts um, on future episodes. Tomorrow, we're back to um, early kinks. I'm just going to leave it at that. Early kinks hit. Okay. Have a great day. I will talk to you tomorrow. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. 
Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.